Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the IAB UK podcast from the IAB. I'm James Chandler and after our usual summer hiatus, we're back and readying ourselves for digital upfront season, specifically 10 events across four weeks featuring 26 of the most innovative, most talked about businesses in digital advertising today. And who better to come on and give us a preview of what their upfront will entail than Amazon Ads. I got to sit across from John Paul James, Amazon Ads' senior go-to-market strategy lead for live sports in Europe, to talk about, well, live sport, obviously, but also their latest global study looking into fan culture called Anatomy of Hype. The conversation delves into how fandom is more than just a hobby, how different types of fans are motivated in different ways, and of course, how brands seamlessly and very genuinely can insert themselves into these deep communities of fans and followers. But we started with some reflection on the biggest sporting and cultural event closest to recording, the Women's Football World Cup. Why don't we start on the Women's World Cup because not long since it's finished, I had very high hopes at the start of the tournament for the Lionesses. That just got bigger and bigger as we went through. Given you're a complete live sports fanatic, what's your take on Women's World Cup this year? Well, as an England fan... <laughs> it was a weird for, feeling, for wasn't sins, it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm better at being the underdog rather than the sort oh, of Oh, absolutely. Favorites. We don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, we don't, know, we don't know how to manage ourselves being a favourite. <laughs> so, going in as European champions, I had very high hopes. Yeah. And I actually watched the final in Spain. Did you? I was in... Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was... It was great mm. to see the Spanish really enjoy the win. Not so great as an English <laughs> fan who's, you know, has to deal with it. So but it was great. They continue to do us proud. They're such a great team and a sort of beacon for what great women's sport is all about, really. And yeah. Well, I should say all, all sport, really. So, yeah. yeah, it was really inspiring. And it felt like women's football has the pla- the sort of global platform that deserves having, just on numbers alone. I mean, it's just excelled in whatever it's done before. And it just feels like it's just getting bigger in this kind of groundswell that's building, which is incredible. Oh, absolutely. The standard of the sport, the standard of the product yeah, yeah. is huge. I think what's really exciting is just the greater opportunity for sports that previously didn't get the visibility and now being broadcasted to a global audience, yeah. it's getting broader audience, you're getting a more diverse audience. It's a really exciting time to yeah. working in life sports. Yeah. Well, look, let's talk about Anatomy of Hype. So this is this global study that Amazon Ads and Twitch Ad have commissioned that is looking at insights on fan culture. And it talks a lot about fandom. And it, it was this fascinating read, the way it starts. And it's actually, when we used to think about fan culture, it was all around what was into the sort of mainstream and pop culture. Suddenly something's happened and now it's all about kind of these more niche things that you can do and it it goes in and talks about music it talks about this kind of sneakerhead culture but I guess importantly from your point of view it talks a lot about it talks a lot about sport as well but what's kind of changed why has it changed from sort of this niche fandom that was always on the fringes to something that has these huge communities around it I think sports at its heart has always been about self-identity community empowerment as well you know, personally speaking, sport is something that I've associated with my immediate family. It's something that I'm deeply involved in at sort of a community grassroots level. Mm. 
And I think the ability to be able to understand that via this study really showcases that sport via the opportunity of greater broadcasting opportunities and great opportunities for brands to connect with that culture mm. is really exciting. We also got to bear in mind that, and this is the thing that I found really interesting, is actually goes quite significantly level deeper than I even believed to be the case. Mm. The opportunity for entrepreneurship and, and ownership within groups around sport as well yeah. is something that I didn't yeah. even consider, but is absolutely fundamental. So I, you know, I'm really excited about this study and specifically about quantifying what the opportunity could be for brands. Yeah. And maybe most importantly as well is things you should be doing, maybe things you shouldn't be doing around the opportunity. Yeah. Social media gets sort of been widely credited as this driver that's been able to create communities where you weren't able to do it before, sort of made it more accessible. But I guess there's other things going on. There's the technological bit of it, but there's sort of maybe something that's been happening culturally as well. We've always had people have been fans of football, of teams, of national team, of club. But it does feel like that's kind of moved on a little bit now. What else has been driving that bar? The fact that it's just been easier to connect than ever before. Yeah, well, access, mm. as you said, primarily is the starting point. But with that and through technical innovation, I think it's been able to educate mm. fans and audiences to become far more, I suppose, intelligent around the sports. And we find that with, with our audiences that they are very much more plugged into the intricacies of the sport themselves and want to learn more about yeah. not just watching the game, but they want to understand the details behind it, the stadia, yeah. the, the players. They want to have that connected experience with not just the sport itself, but its teams, its athletes. Yeah. And that raise of the access is really interesting for fans and as a result for brands to be associated with. I guess once upon a time, you'd go to the game and you'd have this shared experience with people. Broadcast telly comes along and you can kind of watch the game, but that's it. That's the sort of the brackets of it. Mm. Now there's so many entry points, whether it is through a particular player or talent through social media, whether it's, I've got a friend who is just this avid collector of sort of vintage kits. He's a West Brom fan. And he's just, you know, all the way back to the 70s, just collecting these shirts on eBay and these different communities that he's found around different shirts. So there's just so many entry points. I think if you said there's talent, there's merchandise, there's all the sort of the punditry and the experts around it, rather than perhaps what it used to be, which is like, there's the game. That's mm. sort of it. Wait for next week and the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and by the way, British Kiss is also something that personally I'm... <laughs> not, not for West Brom. I mean, not that would West be unbelievable. Brom. No, I'm a Spurs season ticket holder. So I'm sorry, I haven't, sorry to hear that. I know, I know. <laughs> so I think the, the opportunity for sport is not just, like you said, not just within the sport itself, but it's within the culture of sport, within the touch points of sport. And also, sport is not just the game. It's yeah, the community. Yeah. It's the people like to pick apart the games. They like to understand the details of you know, the sport that they were investing so much time in because, yeah. you know, time and the, the passion point is so important. So where we're able to provide that and, and what we've found in this study is actually fans themselves, if you're able to really enrich and enable the fan experience, mm. that's kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Here. We found that nearly two thirds of surveyed fans receive, you know, respond really positively to brand integration. Yeah. 61% of survey fans enjoy seeing brands sponsor or create unique content. So again, it's all about not just a badging exercise, you need yeah. to enrich the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the brands that do that well, you know, 
other ones that will stand out and resonate with that fan base. Yeah. The report talks a bit about emotional fulfilment and how important that is, which I guess is what you're talking about from a brand point of view there. And it talked about how different types or different areas of fandom will motivate people in different ways. So, for example, the fulfilment I get from music or from collecting trainers is slightly different from sports. What's the sort of the sweet spot from sport? What does it do for me as a fan that's so important? At a core level, it's that association. Mm. It's the community. Whether that's the associational community to the country team, club team, there's also might be some connective issue in regards to, you know, family and friends yep. and that sort of thing. It's really, it kind of, it's above and beyond the sport. Mm. It's really, it's kind of deep within individuals around how they associate one team or sport or player to their life experience. So yep. I think that's kind of at its core. Mm. Secondly, I think to really understand it better, you need to, and this goes for brands as well, they need to dive into really understanding the culture and the value mm. of what drives an individual sport and why that's so important. And then representing that with a sort of show of passion as well and how that resonates in maybe brand execution and things like this. Because just, a, as I mentioned, just a badging exercise won't cut it. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're looking at what makes sport so important, it's a really quite unique passion point that, like with the other examples that you gave, music and, and other things, mm. sport stands out because it has that deep emotional connection. To well, let's talk a bit more about brands. And I, I guess what what's in it for brands? Brands have sponsored sport mm. since they've been able to. I mean, it's in public consciousness, it's on billboards around games, it's on the front of shirts or jerseys. I mean, it's kind of, it's been everywhere. But my sense from this is that you can go much deeper than, I think you've said it a couple of times, just that badging exercise. So what's in it for brands? Why as a brand would you go deeper on sport? Take a step back. Initially, it's the size of, of the audience. I think that's at the at the beginning of brand associations and mm. sport, that was that's the starting point. But we're in a position now where it's so much more than that. Looking at Prime members, for example, and Prime Video, they absolutely love sport. We actually know that when Premier League launched in the UK, it was the, those subsequent two days with the highest number of Prime sign-up days wow. in UK history. Wow. So that really tells you one about UK audience and UK sports fans. Also, even just in the last season or so, we've seen that our audience figures have grown significantly season on season. Our highest game in the previous season was three million, and then the big title decider, Arsenal, Man City, was four. Oh, God, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah that was, was over four. Well, well, so, well, not only is it a really engaged audience, mm. but it's one that's ultimately growing. So that's kind of your base, right? That's your audience. But yeah. What becomes really exciting for a brand, I think, is the way that we at Amazon are approaching broadcasting of live sports in a sort of end-to-end customer experience way. First of all, there's the higher production value that we have around our broadcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, we have globally recognisable talent that are kind of really informed because going back to that point of our audiences and the general sports audience, that's far more informed, far more engaged in yeah. the detail of the sport. So as a result, the talent that we recruit and broadcast on our behalf really support that. Secondly, our broadcasting technology itself, you know, we present in Ultra HD, we have 18 Ultra HD cameras at a game, <laughs> which is more most of any broadcaster, or was as of last season. We broadcast in Dolby Atmos, which gives a kind of a full, rich audio yeah. sound. So it's a great canvas for a brand to associate themselves with. One of the points that 
is really unique to Amazon as a business that has technology within its DNA is this idea that we can also supplement that with big technology. So our X-ray, which you may have seen on IMDb oh, in the past, IMDb. can yeah, also yeah. enrich yeah. the live experience. So you can actually have real-time data from Opta oh, nice. presented into... Stats coming in, all this kind of thing. Exactly, like really yeah. educating you on the game itself and even actually telling you who the mascots were <laughs> for the game. So these are the kind of additional experiences we're adding to our customers on Prime Video, mm. which, you know, we work back from the customer. That's Got it. fundamental for everything yeah. that we do. Which is a real, that's an Amazon value, isn't exactly. it? Everything yeah. you try and do starts there. I guess the thing I was thinking when I was reading the research, I was thinking off the back of Women's World Cup, actually, some of the episode that we'd done previously on the pod is, a brand can't just sort of suddenly wake up on a Monday morning and go, right, live sport, that feels big, let's sort of jump on that. Big audience, very engaged, very passionate fans. There's some kind of rules of engagement around this stuff. Not everyone can do it. There has to be some authenticity, some sort of genuineness in it, isn't there? I mean, what are the types of brands that are getting that right? What are they doing that means it's relevant and it's authentic when it comes to live sport? Authenticity is the key word. Mm. Yeah, it's truly understanding the audience and the sport right? and then enabling that, whether that's the fans or the sport itself. Yeah. There's three main things I would say that brands that associate themselves with sport that do well kind of address each of these three areas. Mm. One is demonstrate an understanding. It's not enough to just be associated to, you need to understand the rules of engagement, I suppose, mm -hmm. with individual fans. Understand the passion and kind of associate your brand to the passion rather than to the sport. Got it. And also be respectful of that as well. You can overreach. You want to be making sure that you're complementing the fan experience in that endeavour. Yeah. And fans appreciate that if you think about it in that way. Secondly is show your passion. That means you could potentially might need to take risks in terms of how your brand messaging is and how you associate that because mm -hmm. fans value and, and love authenticity, as we just said. And if you share genuine passion with your brand around the sport that they love, yeah. you can turn that fan of that sport into a fan of your brand. Got it. And then I suppose the, the final point, which I've touched on a couple of times, is ultimately enhance the experience. What can you give mm. to a fan that, only your brand can, whether it's behind the scenes, content, access to talent. Yeah. It's that value exchange yeah. that you need to provide to a fan. Because, yeah. you know, fans are becoming very smart to brand experiences that are authentic and that are not. And like I said, if you don't address those three points yeah. and think about them, then it won't be as productive as it would need to be. Yeah. Tell me a bit about the team that you work in at Amazon and... I guess what's the sense you're getting from the market in terms of as you're going out to market with this? Is there some excitement around it? Are, are, are people interested? Are you having some interesting conversations? Everyone's really interested in the way that Amazon is thinking about live sports. Yeah. I think that is because we've had success in doing good work so far. Mm -hmm. But also there's an expectation for Amazon to continually innovate. Yeah, yeah. And almost approach traditional businesses of which you know live sports broadcasting you could argue is one yeah totally. looking at it with fresh eyes and yeah. that's the approach that our customers are expecting and it's what we're looking to deliver to them yeah we really want to be not just complementing the expanding sort of roster of sports ip that we're partnering with but also finding new ways in which we can like we said engage those audiences yeah. stitch those audiences together and find ways in which brands can we just talked about at the top right delight consumers, yeah. delight customers, 
that they wouldn't otherwise be able to. I guess that slate of sports has grown. You know, APC Tennis Tour is probably where it started. Of course, you've got the Premier League, right? It's that amazing sort of Boxing Day fixture. Six Nations Rugby just feels like every year there's more and more. I don't want you to give the game away on upfronts, of course, because there's lots of intrigue and mystique around it. But it is just around the corner. You're down at the Steel Yard in the city, which is a wonderful venue. Nightclub by night. It's going to be Amazon Ads's by by the day. What can people expect from Amazon Ads's up front this year? Well, what we're going to be showcasing is a variety of our go-to-market and approach for what our products will look like over the next next months. And also as well, we want to be meeting with our most important customers. So mm. we'll be hearing from key partners as well in Q&A opportunities. And yeah, we're just really looking forward to meeting with customers and giving them a real clear direction on where our business is going to be proceeding over the forthcoming months. On a personal note, I'm quite looking forward to the Alice Levine and Matt Ford. Oh, British uh, Scandal. Yeah, Wondery Podcast. So I'm a big fan. So I'm keen really? to be present at that session. So it feels like we're going to get a bit of everything. We're going to get a bit of telly probably a bit of Twitch. You just talked about podcasts. So, you know, you can expect here from the sort of the full gamut of Amazon opportunities of which you're not short of them. I mean, there's so Exactly. I was going to list them all, but it might take a while. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole host of team members there that will bring to build your questions. We're going to put all of the links to sign up to Amazon Ads is upfront and all of the upfronts in the show notes. You can find them there. JP, thank you so much for giving me some time today. It's sort of fascinating to hear about this live sports world that you work in. A bit jealous of that, actually. Well, it's pretty good to get paid for that for a job as well. And for sharing Anatomy of Hype and some of the insights around it. It's been brilliant. Thanks so much. Wonderful. Thank you. John Paul James from Amazon Ads there. It's a really fascinating study. And we'll link to Anatomy of Hype in the episode notes so you can sift through some of the findings yourself. And of course, you can hear more about it and more from JP at the Amazon Ads Upfront on the 27th of September. And as well as Amazon Ads, this year you can sign up to hear from BBC Studios, from YouTube and Snap, and for the first time ever, debut Upfronts from Lad Bible Group and from Uber. And that's not all. We've got four specialist upfronts for you covering podcast, gaming, and new for 2023 retail media and connected TV. And at all of those, you'll hear from an array of different media owners, platforms, and publishers about all of the red hot opportunities that will be there to invigorate your 2024 planning. And the very, very best bit, all digital upfronts are completely free to attend. You will need to get a wriggle on though, uh, as some of them are getting pretty close to capacity already. You can find the full programme and how you can sign up to all the ones that you want to go to at iabuk.com forward slash upfronts. That's it for this week. We've got some brilliant episodes lined up in this series and I think you're really going to enjoy them. But for now, thanks so much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.